Welcome to episode four of the Carlos Ortega Show. I am Carlos Ortega. Lots to talk about this week. Donald Trump, Jennifer Dulos's killer, have been caught. A whole lot of other stuff. So before that, we have to listen to Mr. Billy Dockett. You know, there's a few Clint Eastwood lines in certain movies that uh, would describe this week. Because sometimes you just have to say to yourself, what in the world is going on? First week of the new year, lots happening. We almost went to war. There was an arrest made. The Patriots lose. Oh my goodness. And that's just the beginning. <laughs> that is, that is just the beginning of everything because the fir- the week which really started on Saturday started with all the football because all the talk is is Tom Brady going to retire? And what happened was they lost the game. And when they lost the game, that's when all the speculation was lit on fire until he said something. He had to talk. He not only talked live after the loss, he talked live during the week. He did his own radio show, but he had to say something. And he did. It's not retirement, but he might not go back to New England. That really is going to be the case. He's going to be playing somewhere else. There's going to be a little tribute to him. It's going to be... How would I say? Hmm, a nice send-off. Put it that way. 
He had a nice run. Let me tell you something. For all you people that think he can play till he's 45, he can't. I'm sorry. He can't play till he's 45. Your body tells you a lot. It tells you that playing till 45 is not realistic. And if you think he can play till 45, good luck. That's why he's going to go to another team. That's why he's going to go to another team that could say, I'm going to play. Give me the ball. I'll show them. The reality is he can't play till 45. If this year told you anything, that's just not realistic. He didn't have a great year. He had Edelman. Rob Gronkowski retired. He had a running game, but nothing else. Nothing else that could say Tom should be back playing for the Patriots next year. It didn't. It didn't work out. Let's just say the Patriots are moving on from Tom Brady. And it looks that way. He didn't have the kind of year that you could say, keep him again. He's 43 years old. When he plays next year, he'll be 45. Not 45, 44, beg your pardon. Just can't do it. Your body tells you a lot of things. A lot of things. You might be the best shape of the world. Do Pilates, do a lot of yoga, do all these exercises. Really tells you a lot. It tells you you can't do the things that you used to do when you're uh, 24 and you were winning Super Bowls. So when I saw that game against the Titans, I saw it and I said to myself, they're not going to win this game. Even when it was 14-13, they were not going to win that game. You're going to say, hey, how did you know? Hey, I watched it. I saw it all. I saw a Patriots team. Now, I'm not going to say they gave up, you know, but they mailed it in. They just mailed it in when a running back runs for over 170 yards and scores a touchdown. You mailed it in. No, no other way you could put it at that because I can only see the Patriots winning that game if all of their receivers were on the same page and they weren't on the same page all year. All year long, they were like, go here, do this, do that. It, it just wasn't cutting it. And it's sort of sad because that's why a lot of athletes, a lot of athletes, don't play ball till they're 40. Because Bobby Hurley one time said, I'm 40 years old and I can't play a lick. Yeah, you, you, you can play ball for a long time when you're a youth and when it comes down to playing in the, you know, organized game, your body's telling you a lot of things. Your body's telling you, you know, 
I think you need to rest. I think you need to take it easy. I think you need to retire. Or go somewhere else. Because I can't take this anymore. That's what the body is telling Tom Brady. My body can't take this anymore. Because if you're going to continue doing this, playing football, where your likelihood of getting a mild head injury, slight concussion, that increases. That goes up. And you don't want that. Whatever Tom Brady wants to do, good luck to him. It's, for me, my best interest before he does anything is to listen to your body. What it is saying to you. And if he doesn't listen to his body, comes back and plays, I don't know. Peyton Manning listened to his body. And where is he now? Doing the thing on ESPN2. Peyton Place doing those stupid nationwide commercials with with Brad Paisley and Brad Paisley. Obviously, I don't care what the commercial says. Doesn't even want to deal with this guy. But he's doing other things. And that's what Tom Brady needs to uh, digest. And I hope he does. I really hope he does. Because... Seeing him in another uniform just doesn't seem right. Just saying. I saw in the newspaper Saturday morning that they were having a big discussion amongst the police, amongst the citizens, even the council people, mayor's office, about crime, which is a good thing. Because remember I talked about last week homicides going up in Bridgeport? Well, guess what? We had our first homicide of 2020. Man shot and killed 38. No known gang affiliations. Just shot on Boston Avenue, corner of Remington Street. And that same week, with police chief A.J. Perez, there was a big discussion about crime in Bridgeport. Also, police profiling of people of color by police profiling. Stopping them for no reason at all. I applaud that. It's about time that you take steps to curve that. Because like I said last week, the majority of the police officers in and across the country and in the city and state of Bridgeport, Connecticut, do a good job. They risk their life and they don't know when they're going home. If they are and if they do, they give a prayer and say, God bless me for carrying me through this day. And hopefully the next day will be just as good as that one. That's what they say. And I think it's good that they're going into this profiling stuff because it's getting to a point where 
it's getting to be a cliche with the police profiling people because of their skin color. That just can't happen. It can't. But it's done. I have been profiled. Well, I wouldn't call it profiled. I'm not going to say that. Many years ago, where the old Bradleys, if you live in Bridgeport, you know what I'm talking about, on Boston Avenue was. Police officer comes up to me and, and asks this question. I know you from somewhere. You know, you might be somebody that is wanted for something. There may be a warrant out for you. I'm not sure what he said, but it's something along those lines. I gave him my ID, checked it out. Everything checked out. I was the right guy. And I shouldn't call it profiling. He, he thought it was somebody else. A warrant out for their arrest or his arrest at the time. It wasn't me. But then I look back upon it that day and I'm like, hmm, was it really profiling or what? Were they really profiling me? I never thought of it like that. But in recent years, and if you see any videos on your social media services, you are seeing more videos of police officers not only stopping people for pretty much no reason at all, for no reason at all, just plain stopping them because of the color of their skin. Because, like I said, 99% of the police officers across the country do their jobs well. It's that 1% that think they have big authority. Did his job, you know, hey, he apologized. He, he thought it was somebody who looked like a wanted criminal or a warrant. I'm not, like I said, I'm not sure what it is, but I do remember it. And that uptick over the years, and thank goodness we have cell phones that take pictures and run videos and so forth, that has caused police officers to get a little offensive. So I think it's good that the Bridgeport Police Department is doing something about that because it shouldn't take place, number one. Number two, people have rights. And number three, if you're really a dick, you shouldn't be stopping people for no reason at all. There are real criminals out there. There are real criminals out there that are committing crimes as we speak. And you just gotta, you gotta ask yourself. Man's got to know his limitations. Exactly. You gotta know your limitations. You just can't go out there and stop somebody just for the hell of it. They ate a stop sign. Okay. Legitimate. They ate a red light. Legitimate. They're speeding. And by the way, there are a lot of people in this city that speed. Legitimate. Those are the things that you have to avoid. You have to avoid police officers who do those things. And folks, there's one way of doing it. You don't want to be profiled. One word for it. And I know people are going to say, Carlos, you're being a... The word is cooperation. Cooperate. If you get yourself in this pickle or mess or disaster, cooperate. That's all. If you cooperate... There's nothing they could do. Let them check you out for anything. You got nothing to hide. Unless you got something to hide. Just cooperate. Smells like marijuana in a car. I don't have any. Take a drug test. They have field tests out there. Got some liquor in here. Go check. Nah, mind if I check your trunk? That's where you draw the line. That's where you say no and shut up. That's where you know this police officer is looking for probable cause. That's what you should do. Say no, 
and shut up because they want something. Look in your truck. He's going to ask you all kinds of questions. Hey, I got nothing to hide. So why you don't want me to look in your trunk? Your car, even though it's in your name, it's also owned by the bank because you also have probably a co-signer. You are in possession of that car. You're driving it. Don't tell a police officer. Tell a police officer. Yeah, go ahead. Check my truck. I see it all the time on cops. They all go ahead. Check my truck. Oh, what do you do? Look at this. We got marijuana here. Look at that. That's this your firearm, sir? My goodness. Look at all this liquor in this car. No, no, don't do that. Do not do that. Do not do that. I'm not letting you near my car. I'm not opening my trunk. I want a lawyer, and I also want you to tell me why did you stop me. Or do the next best thing. Shut up. Just shut up. Because that 1% member of the police force is looking for something. The other 99%, they'll probably ask you the same questions. They may, they may not ask to look in your trunk. Because like I said, police officers need probable cause. It's that 1% that shouldn't look for probable cause. Think about that. But it's also good that the police, led by Police Chief A.J. Perez, is having a look or a concern about police profiling. Why are people stopped who are non-white, black, Latino, Asian? Why are they being stopped? So it's a good thing. It's a good thing that they're talking about it. It's a good thing that they're addressing it. It's a serious issue. So please, let's hope that discussion that they have continues. Because it's going to happen. It's going to happen that... A police officer shoots somebody over a traffic stop and one or the other is going to do a dumb thing and a civilian will be shot. This past week, we were on the verge of World War 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, pick a number. And it was with Iran. Think about this for a moment. Three years ago, there was an agreement that they would scale down their nuclear program our president current backed out of that deal like he's backed out of a lot of deals because president obama then made the deal he made the deal got it going and guess what this past week our president not only almost started a war with iran he killed in an airstrike their general now, let's take a look at this two ways. One, he had every right to do it. Two, he had probable cause. And three, he just wanted to do it because he thinks it was the right thing to do. Okay, look at the probable cause part. Second, there were intimate attacks on U.S. soil. Does it mean the United States of America, an embassy abroad, or any other U.S. sites? A military base? U.S. citizens who are abroad, all that, that could have been taking place. If you remember Dirty Harry, you remember in a scene, Clint Eastwood got information from a guy 
to get a girl that is kidnapped just wanting to know her location. After all of that, here is what happened to that case. Now, let's just say it otherwise. It is a movie. It's in the United States of America. Even though the attack happened overseas in a Middle Eastern country, still, our Congress would like to know what probable cause you had. What cause did you have to kill the Iranian defense general, the second in charge next to the Ayatollah? What I'm saying is that man had rights. Well, I'm all broken up about that man's rights. You should be. I've got news for you, Callahan. As soon as he's well enough to leave the hospital, he walks. What are you talking about? He's free. You mean you're letting him go? We have to. We can't try him. And why is that? Because I'm not wasting a half a million dollars of the taxpayers' money on a trial we can't possibly win. The problem is we don't have any evidence. Evidence? What the hell do you call that? I call it nothing. Zero. Are you trying to tell me that ballistics can't match the bullet up to this rifle? It does not matter what ballistics can do. This rifle might make a nice souvenir, but it's inadmissible as evidence. And who says that? It's the law. Well, then the law is crazy. This is Judge Bannerman of the Appellate Court. He also holds classes in constitutional law at Berkeley. I've asked him for an opinion. Your Honor? Well, in my opinion, the search of the suspect's quarters was illegal. Evidence obtained thereby, uh, such as that hunting rifle, for instance, is inadmissible in court. You should have gotten a search warrant. I'm sorry, but it's that simple. Search warrant? There was a girl dying. She was, in fact, dead, according to the medical report. But I didn't know that. The court would have to recognize the police officer's legitimate concern for the girl's life. But there is no way they can possibly condone police torture. All evidence concerning the girl, the suspect's confession, all physical evidence, would have to be excluded. There must be something you can get him on. Without the evidence of the gun and the girl? <laughs> I couldn't convict him of spitting on the sidewalk. Now, the suspect's rights were violated under the 4th and 5th and probably the 6th and 14th Amendments. And Anne-Mary Deacon, what about her rights? I mean, she's raped and left in a hole to die. Who speaks for her? The district attorney's office, if you'll let us. Now, that's in America. That was 1971. But it holds true today for the world. Because no matter what you think, if you go to a very high court, a little higher than the Supreme Court in the United States, they hold the same standard like anybody else. So you ask yourself this very simple question. What proof did our president have that there was an intimate attack that was going to happen? If there was an attack that's going to happen, fine. Prove it. Prove it. Prove it. That's why I played that clip. Because as you heard, that case got thrown out of court and never even went to a court. Never went to a court at all because of the things you heard. Violation of the 4th, 5th, 6th, and 14th Amendments. Illegal possession of a firearm. 
thrown out. DA not, and I'll say it again, not willing to spend money on a case that they can't win. You've been hearing it all week throughout the week. They are going backwards on why they killed the Iranian general. And that should tell you one thing. There was never a threat. There was not even an inkling of a threat. They never said, oh, this is going to happen. Throughout the week, a couple of Republican uh, senators said it was the worst military briefing that they had. The worst. And why? Because they said this was done correctly. It was done to protect our citizens. Our citizens. Not knowing anything of uh, what any threat would be. Not, not any knowledge of it. Just the thought, the mere thought that America was being threatened by this Iranian general. Which, by the way, George W. Bush and President Obama never, never touched him. Never even gave an inkling to taking him out. Why? Iran countered. They bombed a military facility in Iraq and it forced the president. Say what you want. He can put all the bluster he can, but say what you want. He had to back down. So Iran backed down. He had to. He ordered the bombing of a civilian. That's what he was, a civilian. He ordered it for his own reason. You know, there's no reason other than he ordered it to go out and have this civilian killed. He ordered it. No two ways about it. In anything, in anything you do in life, you have to have evidence. Where's the evidence? He did something because he's strong and all that. Forget about that. It's not about being strong. You can order a strike on somebody, but you got to have evidence. You have to have evidence. Where's the evidence? There's no evidence here. I can't find evidence. If you pointed evidence to me, I could tell you, okay, you got me. You have me at evidence. I've not seen an inkling of evidence of anything. I've seen people backpedal. They're all backpedaling. They're all backpedaling. They're in reverse. They're now in their cars. They're not on their bikes. They're in their cars. And they're all going in reverse. Because you know why? President Trump actually called it. But he didn't call it for him. He called it for Obama. He says he's going to bomb Iraq so he can get a wag the dog type thing going on. Well, actually, he wagged the dog. He was the one that killed an Iranian civilian. The number two man in Iran and almost set us into war. Why would he do that? Why? He's been impeached and he knows that it's all going down. First of all, the impeachment stuff, he's been impeached. It's a stain on this presidency. Whether he goes to trial or not, it really doesn't matter. Impeachment is a stain on his presidency. So he had to wag the dog. It's a movie. Check it out. Good movie. So now we wait. I told my friend Norman last week that Iran's going to do it slowly. I was wrong. They made their point. And just in case, they're going to slowly make this point. They're going to slowly walk this down. And they're going to slowly say, hey, America, we got you. Remember last week I said I was going to drop out of Facebook or what I actually did, deactivate my account? Well, I'm glad I did because if you've seen on the news, 
Facebook has decided to let political ads in their social media network, which got a lot of people all riled up, pretty much pissed off, you know, political hawks and so forth, because most of those political ads, A, are not true, and B, more importantly, are coming from either China, Russia, Iran, you name it. That's where they're all coming from. And that's what got many people all pissed off. Here's the thing. You shouldn't be so pissed off. It's called the First Amendment. They have rights. You also have rights. You have a right to look at it, ignore it. You also have the right to say to yourself, hmm, let me look at this ad a little more. Let me look at Let me closely analyze this ad. What does it mean? What does it mean when they say that, um, let's say, just throwing it out there, Vice President Biden is lying about his son. Elizabeth Warren was never a, never of Indian heritage. Pete Buttigieg claims that he never had a policeman in the South Bend police. All of that. All of that. And also, you have to use what's called common sense. Use common sense. Because if you don't use common sense, this is not going to get us anywhere. That's why Facebook is saying, we're going to let it all in. We're going to let you decide. The people. Because if they use common sense, then why not everybody else? Why can't the political pundits use common sense? Why does it have to be us, meaning Facebook, that has to police the whole world? Because that's what they basically have been told to do. You have to police the whole world on social media, which is, you know, pretty much impossible. It's impossible to police the whole world. So go ahead and try it. Got to use common sense, people. That's what got us here in the first place. Common sense. It's not that hard. You know fact from fiction. You know true or false. What is a lie, not is a lie. You know that. You shouldn't have to be policed by a, a social media giant that says, okay, we're going to put it out there and see what the people think. That's what they're doing. They're letting you do it. Is this ad really true? Is this political commentary really true? It's all what they're saying really true. That's all. You have Google. You can search all this stuff about Elizabeth Warren, Pete Buttigieg, Joe Biden, and even Donald Trump. You know, you can police your own self. You don't need Facebook to do it. You don't need Instagram to do it. Snapchat, eh, that's a whole nother world. You know, I could see Snapchat photoshopping someone and doing something very negative. Let's say, just for the hell of it, I'm just saying. Snapchat of a political person, not the ones I mentioned, just a typical political person groping another woman. I could see them doing that. You know, it's been done all the time. It's done on Facebook. And very badly, I might add. 
you know, they, they put somebody else's face in the picture and no, please. But you could police yourself. You could look at those ads and you could say to yourself, is this all true? And if it's not true, then what is the truth? You could only do that. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, they can't do it for you. And if you can't do it, don't go to Facebook and say, you know, enough of these ads, which you can do. You have your own page. You could say, I don't want to see this ad anymore. They have all the contents where you could object to the ad. You can do that. Don't have Facebook do it for you. Don't have Instagram do it for you. Don't have Twitter do it for you. Because why should they? We're in America. We have the First Amendment. We have the right to say or do anything till it's not legal. What Facebook is doing, anybody else is doing, is not against the law. It's not. It is not against the law. So for you to ask Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or any other to say, pull this ad out. They're not going to laugh at you. They're going to say, I'm sorry, we can't. You can control your own settings on your page. You can do that. Then do it. You have the power here. You have rights too. You have the undeniable right to say, I don't want to see this page. I don't want to see this ad. I don't want to see this person on my timeline saying this, that, lying, misleading people. I don't want to see misleading ads. I don't want to see any of that. You have the power. Use it because it ain't going to use you anytime soon. You have the power. In the upcoming political year, you're going to see a lot of political ads. And when you and only you see these ads, only you can use what's in your head. And that's called common sense. Use it because there's nobody else in the world that's going to tell you, I need to look at this ad a little closely and do my own due diligence. Get your phone out. Go to Google. Do all that. That's all. Google it. And if you see that the ad's not true, go to your page and hide it. Don't allow it on your page. You know, just don't allow it. It's up to you. Common sense. That's what you need to That's what you need to exercise. Common sense. Because there's going to be a lot of political ads out there. Anything that's political is going to be, one would say, all for the taking. And if you think, if you think that all political ads aren't equal, I'm sorry to tell you, you are mistaken. Congratulations to Diane and Victor. They welcomed Caleb into this world. And next week, I mentioned his name. He's my friend Norman. He will be here with me. And we're going to chat up a storm. Talk about whatever we want. Hey, till then, it's the Carlos Ortega Show. I will see you next week. Thank you.